Prepare to enter the Elf Tree. Hi there, everybody. Ian, need to settle down. <laughs> Hi there. Hi there, everybody. I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And I, I, I didn't see most of what you were doing through the whole theme song, but no. I mean, I believe we had a, a dance-off. We did. I was... To uh, the theme song. What's that move called where you're like, you know, you're kind of hunching down and doing the spank Like the thing? big booty, the big booty spank? <laughs> Yes, yeah. I was doing that move. <laughs> yeah, and, I uh, was. Uh, I was just kind of shuffling around, rubbing my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, he has a bowl of ice cubes. Everybody he had the intern. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did. That was Ian's demand for the beginning of the show. <laughs> Maddie was catching the drips because <laughs> the ice cubes would melt, right? Wouldn't they? Totally. Because <laughs> my body's ninety-eight point six. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Ian, you look so fucking skinny right now, dude. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. It's I'm proud it's, of you. Uh, thank you. I'm I am officially done with the ultimate ultimate reset. Da-da. I mean, it, the thing has the word ultimate in it, dude. And I I it was a Ta-da! Um yeah, dude. Well done. Well done. We have our own. We have our own musical accompaniment. Accompaniment. Absolutely. This may be here from here on out. From now on, yes. Or we may just build onto this and this just is, have a couple assorted toys. That's to cool. With. I mean, there are iPad apps that I can preload some sound effects in, and I bet you we could find a way to run through your yep. board. Yep. So we're we're gonna we're gonna branch out here on on high air. We are the branches the of the elf tree. The branches of the tree. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna attempt to to climb them. <laughs> But you know, when you climb a tree with uh, branches that aren't quite uh, fully formed yet, you fall and break your damn leg. That's true. Or you're trying to climb out of them as a Ford Explorer from Jurassic Park is chasing (sighs) you. Is is literally gravity uh, chasing you? That's true. And weak limbs. Let's not. That's true. My brother actually, he was climbing a tree once, and and our friends Teddy and Chris were there, and these were. I got to tell you about Teddy and Chris. Oh shit. Teddy and Chris were. They were these two kids from India, and our neighbor two doors down, she was a woman from India, had married a, a white man from, I guess, Texas, <laughs> and they lived two doors down, and they were they were sweet. Not three doors down? Couple. No, no, no. <laughs> three doors down was another another family. We'll My talk, favorite bonds of know. the 90s. But um, Teddy and Chris came, and they were just these two randomly, just random weird Indian kids that were coming to visit their aunt. We didn't know for the entire summer. They came over one day and saw us playing basketball, and they're like, "Hey, you know, do, can can we play?" And um, Wait, were you trying to? No, nope, no, nope, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you tried. I, I, I might have, but I, I thought I thought better of it, and and so it only gave you the half. Well, they didn't come over and go, "Hey, man, can we play? Can we play? Can we play? Can we, can we play your basketball?" <laughs> Um, and dude, they became two of the best friends my brother and I had that mm-hmm. entire summer. It nice. literally tore me up when they ultimately did have to go back to oh, India. Oh, dude. You know, it was, it was great. Anyway. Isn't crazy? Like how you have these moments, like growing up in school where you had these certain friends and it's just one day that people move and that's it. They did. I mean, that was the first the first real experience I'd ever had with somebody, somebody that became a real staple in my, in my day to day life. Cause it was summer. It was, you know, we hung out every single day, dude. We yeah. knew Teddy and Chris, they, they spent the night at our house and oh, it's yeah. just, dude, they were, they School's were, out yeah, for <laughs> exactly. but Papers I was probably, I was probably 11 or 12 years old at this, at this point, I think Simon was probably nine or 10 yep. and, and, Riding the neighborhood in your bike with a bat, but we would, all the mailboxes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just I don't kidding. remember what we were doing, but we were <laughs> out behind my parents' house. There was like this big field, and it had some woods on it. It had you know nice. a creek that ran through it and everything. Heck yeah. You know, that was my brother really had the exploring bug, and uh, he no, it's, it's a real disease. It was. Uh, <laughs> he's he's getting treatments. <laughs> 
he, he was climbing this tree, and I don't know. I don't know if he knew it was a dead tree or dead branch or something like that. Oh, <laughs> but we're no. all. But no, no, no. He's ultimately. I'll just. I'll spoil the end of the story. He's fine. But oh, it's when you found out he could fly. We were. We were all literally getting ready to leave, and he had been sitting on this branch for a little while, just hanging out, chilling. Everybody was just exploring and having fun. And we go to leave, and I guess he shifted himself to go down the tree branch, and suddenly we're all turned away, <laughs> and we hear, <laughs> and I turn just in time to see my brother's bright yellow shirt just go, <laughs> and it fell oh. eight, ten feet. I mean, not, not it, you know. Distance. He, it was, but, it, it, you know, he, he fucking fell to the oh. ground riding a tree branch. Was the ground soft, like leaves? It was, and- it was overgrown, like tall grass in the heat of the summer that had, you know, died. And so, yes, I'm sure it was softly cushioned. Like so I it could said, have been a harder fine. drop. It could have been, yes. Had a little he bit could of- have, he could have dropped into the creek, which was 15 feet down. Oh, jeez. That could have hurt. Or onto some boulders or rattlesnake pits or something yeah he, he yeah i mean we had rattlesnake pits <laughs> out by our house <laughs> they were on the other side of the tree he just they came happened. they came swimming every once in a while <laughs> dude so did he break anything or? no 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 he was he was literally okay he got up oh he God. probably had some scrapes and maybe some splinters i guess i don't know did um, he get up and like he tell everybody you saw nothing <laughs> yeah yeah he was he was at sleep <laughs> yeah yeah um, As like his 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 bone that's sticking out all of a sudden like yeah retracts back into the skin. Oh gosh. Oh, oh yeah. See that would be where he would say you guys did you saw nothing. You saw nothing. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Little <yeah>. lizard tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> nice, nice, dude. I remember. Uh, yeah, I think we've. Have we ever like? Did you guys build tree houses and stuff? My dad built us a fort um, rather than a tree house, which he. I I would wager I would wager he didn't want to pay to have people come and build a, a proper tree house and he didn't trust his own abilities, I guess, to to securely fasten a a, a properly built tree house to oh, a tree. Yeah. So he built a Wouldn't fort. That was a, it was a freestanding structure that yeah. he built and knew he could build it was very sturdy. I mean, every my dad built a lot of furniture for us. Nice. Beds and and oh, everything shit. like that, and everything Larry. he built was solid, solid as shit. Shout out, Larry. Yeah, I mean furniture. he he knew, dude. My dad, he was he was king of the king of the DIY efficiency, you know, kind of thing. He had like, a Nazi page he and knew. all that. A Nazi page? Is that Etsy, what you just said? Etsy page. He he no. had a Nazi page. Yeah. <laughs> Ian's dad's a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, he had a he's 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 got a, a an, an Etsy page, and he's uh, on Pinterest. <laughs> Elry Mac, um, no, he's a he, yeah. I mean, he built he built a lot of stuff. My dad knew how to, you know, why pay for something when you can make it Absolutely, yourself? Absolutely, yeah, heck yeah. You know, even if you pay the same amount of money, you've made something. It's yeah. like he he dude. My dad built the, he built two rooms onto our house. Wow, by himself. Damn. I mean, he you know he built this whole like sunroom out of over this kind of concrete slab patio thing that we it used to be the outside. Nice. You know, we had the sliding doors to the outside So patio. you just, yeah, you use the extra part of the house. Yes. Like, Why let this just be a porch when it can be bigger house? Yes, exactly. He built, he built this, like, it essentially was a green room. Um, but, it, you know, it had the it solid walls and insulation and, and AC unit and everything. I mean, so it was, you know, he did a good job with that. Hell yeah. And then built on at the other side of his bedroom, we they poured a concrete slab and he built it was kind of a, a pop up kit but he still built it you know with us it was my brother and me uh his, an office outside out nice. back for him he he split the upstairs bedroom it was this one massive like loft room probably the size of your your living room dining room area split it into two bedrooms and a bathroom for my sisters oh, that's cool so that we each had a, our own bedroom in. dude you what know my a dad dude. did all this my kind of stuff gosh. by himself you know for the most part <sighs> And Dude. you know he he's he, yeah that Larry you are a badass he's he's pretty hand, handy. Dude, that's incredible. Yeah, man, that's some love right there, dude. That was that was that was my dad deciding to to make stuff because he wanted to see us play with something that he created. And and dude, uh, this To Kill a Mockingbird book, mm-hmm. I finished it the other day, nice. and it it one of the big moments and and lessons to be learned from it is that everybody has made this godlike character out of Atticus Finch. He's a, this lawyer with all the morals and everything that he 
he sticks too. You know, he fought for a black man back in the South when it was, I mean, N word everywhere. You yeah, know, that, yeah. it was just a very rough time. Uh, and then this new book, he kind of he's going to these meetings and and scout. You know, Jean Louise is 26 years old, and this is all told from her perspective. She's seeing his, he's going to these meetings with people that are like pretty openly white supremacist, right, you know, yeah. almost KKK type of stuff. And she's like devastated that he's condoning this kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing that I took away from it is that, you know, we've made Atticus Finch into this God character, and she did the same thing. He was God as far as she was concerned. He did everything and could do no wrong. He was a, and you do you don't allow fathers like that the the benefit of also being human. Yeah. And you have to remember that they are human beings Definitely. as well. They have flaws and will make mistakes. Yeah. But damn, like props to the effort because yeah. yeah, my dad, my dad is and will always be somebody that I I ask advice from. Won't always take his advice now, but I, I, I like to, I like to hear what he has to say. And, you know, I know he appreciates knowing the things that happen in my life and where I am and everything. And so I know this very, this difficult conversation I had to have with him last week ended in mutual respect. I kind of think. Definitely. You know, you know, everybody kind of wishes things were a little bit more their way, but it's just like, <laughs> no, we've, we literally did reach common ground. I spoke to yeah. both of them today and every, you know, we're, everything's you know, sweetness and light. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing I always think about, like, that's the beauty I think of relationships is as long as you can have open communication and share all your, all of your ideas and someone is able to just listen back and at least let them bounce off their brain. Like, damn, I mean, that's, that's amazing. Like you should be able to do that at all times. And sometimes, you know, it gets a little, uh, People people tend to take things personally when they shouldn't yeah. at times. You know, I know that I would usually steer clear away from any sort of religious discussions back in the day because as soon as I got to school and people who weren't Christian started talking to me about religion and, and asking why, you know, I felt so underprepared. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I grew up Episcopalian. Um, His name is Christ. <laughs> he is the one who died on the cross, <laughs> and you're supposed to say, I don't know, Hallelujah, <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, I mean, it's those were the things that I I knew and knew church people. You know, yeah. going and talking to people who might have actually read some of these other religions and 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 all this kind of stuff, and and have some sort of knowledge of it all. Yep, his I name was, is Christ, and that's when you do it again in that different <laughs> key. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing it again. This is all I know, guys. Anybody yeah. buying in? So I would I yeah. would steer away from those conversations because I'm like I can't hold my own. Well, in dude, this. those are hard. Like I was never trained. I was like Baptists, like yeah. Shelby and Cameron. I'm almost positive could hold their own in those kinds of conversations yeah. when we were 11 and 12 years old. I couldn't because that is not the way the Episcopal... Well, my mom might disagree with me here, but I, that was not what I took out of the Episcopal Church. Yeah. It was my own personal belief, our family's kind of thing, and our communal church's kind of thing. I was I was not prepared to talk to the heathens. <laughs> you know, I... Well, dude, everybody has a different perception of life. It's like, that's the most, that's the biggest anomaly to religion to me or people who, because I, you know, I went through parts of the church where I was always just feeling like I was watching everyone else do what they were doing. And I wasn't really, so the whole time I'm yes. in my own inner monologue the entire time, which I feel like is my spirit. Like when you have your inner it's dialogue. It's your little Jiminy Cricket. Well, there's like these times when, yeah. Her rickety Cricket. <laughs> like the, the times when you kind of have an inner monologue that's, you know, when you, you're self-doubting and you're doing all these things about, oh, sh- what should I wear to go to this stupid thing? Or You're ultimately oh, overthinking hate me? the or, situation. Yeah, you yeah. start literally um, tearing apart and dissecting what you're doing. Yeah. And then there's a part of you that always leads you into the next phase of your life. It's like the the part that's willing to take a risk. And so it's just interesting to, I don't know. I don't know what I was, <laughs> where I was going. I just It's everything you were saying. We, we were with you. We, yeah. were, we were with you. Sorry. Like we were, we were following I just feel like you, I'm running yeah. down a rabbit hole. No, and it's, it's like, it's you guys okay. are, you, just, <laughs> you, you blinked, dude. You were playing chicken. You're playing chicken with your conversation topic and, yeah. and you blinked. Well, no, I mean, I guess, <laughs> dude, guys, that is the result of what doctors told me as ADD. I refuse to believe I have ADHD, 
But uh, oh, I don't know, dude. You're I a think prime I do. candidate. Yeah, I, think I mean, I do. but that doesn't mean anything. It just means that your brain has uh, it misappropriates the chemicals that it makes, and you have just uh, one more hurdle to to leap over well, in order I, to to overcome. I run down a thought, and then I just completely abandon the previous thought. You know. Well, yes, exactly. That's it. That's it. Your brain does not have enough of a chemical to keep that pathway open. And so you're just like, oh, oh, hey, something else, something else. Yeah. And it just becomes new. And it's, it's all those kind of, that's, that's at least my understanding of what my ADD was, is that I, I'm into everything that, that's possibly going on right here. So to, to, to a I degree, to like lose focus. And then I go this way, you know, it's, that's, it's just, it was never the hyperactivity with me. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing though, is like, you know, back to, I mean, who knows, we grew up in a in a world where this is something that I've dealt with as a kid. In a know? world. In a world where we all grow up as ADHD sons of bitches. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but I just, uh, I don't know, with what you were saying, I just feel like religion is definitely one of those things where you can't necessarily give anyone a real answer because there is no right answer. Like, we've been lied to throughout history. So everyone's, like, when we were growing up as kids, the history that I was connecting to I've come to believe is a little bit further deeper than maybe I knew, you know? Yeah. And so it kind of obliterates everything that I even thought that maybe I knew about life was real. It kind of takes that down a whole different, it just opens up a whole new channel of theory in the head. It doesn't mean it's right or wrong. Well, it's just like, whoa. We mentioned this earlier. Be, uh, it, you, you're told your entire life that this is the way, this is the way, this is the way. And the second that, what, even one other possibility enters your mind as a feasible thought, then it obliterates everything that you have known because it means that that is not the only way. It is one of potentially millions of ways. Because if there, where there's one, there has to be more. There That's has so true, to be dude. more possibilities, and and it's just so it's arrogant. It's arrogant for anybody to say this is the be all end all way. You can look up at the sky and say it is blue. Nobody else will tell you differently until somebody else sees the sky yeah. as, and they would describe it as green. Right. It's, the, it's, it's a perception, but I think it's still interesting though. So even, even people who have opinions that are so certain about things, it's still a great perspective to hear because it, it does open like the second you shut off anybody's perspective. All yeah. of a sudden, you're not going to be able to go down that road and, and see for yourself it's, if that rings rings true within your soul or your it's heart. It's their whatever. human experience. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they are currently interacting with you and your human experience means it will affect your human experience in, in some way. Yes, in, in, our, in our earth suits, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it, it's, yeah, I mean, shutting, I never understood shutting off some other things because I, I remember being a child and thinking to myself, we we say that Jesus is the way to heaven, the way. And I'm like, but well, then why? Why do Buddhist people believe this? And and this is the only way to heaven. Yeah. And, and Hindus and, and Mormons, like, well, Mormons are Christian. But just why is that their possibility? So is it not possible that we're all saying the same thing? Dude, it's what's happening. Like I, in my opinion, well, we know yeah. this now. But I remember being like eleven and twelve years old. None of that was yeah. was. Uh, I did, I had no example set before yeah. me to think this way, but I did anyways. I remember feeling that I was in a certain club. I remember feeling when I like when I was around other people and we'd be talking about a different religion or other people that were this or that like yeah. when I was way younger yeah. first kind of getting into Christianity I I remember being really uncomfortable with the thought of believing someone else is wrong in what right. they believe because I didn't even know what I believed and everything that I was even perceiving was yeah. being told to me by other people that were just regurgitating shit mm. so I didn't even understand Yes. How to I mean, even think that way without really freaking out on the inside, you know? So it's, it's like taking a test whenever somebody asks you about your walk with Christ and, and all those kinds of things. I mean, yes. How are you in the Lord? I know what to say. <laughs> and that's all I was proving to anybody. I just, I, uh, it's, it's, it's so bizarre to be feeling and thinking these things at this moment, but I, 
Yeah, I mean, it's regurgitation yeah. of the same old stuff for me. I don't know how it is for everybody else, everybody else's experience, but I feel I got the, and I, I, I carry with me to this day, the core values of what it is that is being taught in, in religion and any sort of life philosophy. L-O-V-E. Yes, yes. I mean, Christ is love. I mean, that's so, why is what I'm saying any different than what, Pastor Jimmy, I almost said Jimmy Fallon. It's not Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> um, uh, Graham, Billy Graham. Billy Graham. Not, it's not Jimmy. Anyhow. Jimmy Dean sausage. Jimmy <laughs> Dean. Um, why is that any different than what he's saying? Except he's pinning it on a right. on on an entity, right? Whereas I'm pinning it on our responsibility and our connection. I'm just, dude. Oh. I just get. I got so tired of people. Honestly, in in my my own head. I, I got tired of people making me separate this God thing into something else. Like it was always like I had to th- An believe in this outside entity. thing. Yeah. And then ultimately you're always abandoned with your own thoughts at the end of the day. So what is that? And why are we so quick to like think that isn't what everything is? Yeah. Why? So why are we all of a sudden protruding like our own beingness into things that you didn't even create. Like, so it's, I don't know. I, I definitely, there was the one thing that always got me even on Christianity was like, okay, it's just like this dude spreading a message. So why the hell are people worshiping this guy spreading the a message? dude instead of the message. So I don't get that aspect. And it I just mean, never my mom clicked. always told me about this. When I started going to merge at Lake Point Baptist Church, Shelby and Cameron invited me to this at a point that, Everybody thought I was going to break down because of a breakup with my longest relationship I'd ever had, this girl I was dating in college. Everyone's on pins and needles? Yeah, like everybody was like, oh, shit. And and suddenly I got these invitations to come to this this college age and early 20s youth church youth group thing. And my mom's only real comment was, because I really liked this guy, uh, well, I li- I liked the pastor who was kind of leading this men's Bible study. His name was Matt. And he was, he, he said things in a way that really spoke to me. I got what he was saying, not who he was talking about. Saying, you know, Paul and this and that, who cares? The point is this. And it's like, oh, I get it. And my mom's only comment was just listen to what he says and, and discern and everything, but don't put your stock in him as a man. Because if he ends up having problems with some things and he, he kind of goes off the rails, you can't let that shatter what it is that you're getting from he, from sure, what he's saying. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and that was a you very start deifying him. You know? Exactly. It was a very, it was a very, you know, like intelligent gurus do, piece you know? of advice that she gave me there. And I, I've, I've kind of put my faith in that. So, so why why are we putting that on Jesus? He's a representation, I think, of a of something people strive to be within themselves. You know, like he's this perfect person, and ultimately, we've been grown up to believe that we're not perfect. And right. I I disagree with it. I mean, it's like judging anything before it's fully grown. Like we are growing our entire lifetimes. So why the hell are we not? Still potentially just in our worm phase before we yeah. end up becoming this butterfly, you know. So why why do people want to look at where they're at at all times and judge it as if it's this negative thing instead of what are you learning from it? Like if you're if okay, all of a sudden you had this bad habit, okay, now you recognize your bad habit, so fucking learn from it and stop complaining about it and stop right. looking down on yourself and move forward with it because I think, you know, and that's the thing. What I think Jesus Christ was telling people and. Dude, I'm not like, again, I'm not, I don't even know if he was real. I don't even know if he existed. I think there's a lot of people that were well, there like are a him. Lot of, there are a lot of historical references to a man that that is is thought to be the Christ, the the man being referenced Which is in just, the Bible again, stories. Which is just, again, could be, there's people right now claiming to be Christ. Yeah. And so, I don't know, dude. Like, when I think about it, I'm like, all right, well, religion, as far as I know, has really just been used to control people. It's been to spread yeah. some really horrific shit, like really hardcore violence. And well, and the, yeah, exactly. Control the, church and, has, the church has been in the forefront of some very, very bloody times. And, dude, and again, I'm not saying there aren't beautiful things that have spawned out of Christianity and people actually deciding to, instead of being an asshole, yeah. they're going to, like, use the love of Christ and be a better person. That's great. 
But I do feel like people <laughs> sell themselves short and what they already inherently have within themselves yes. to realize, oh, I choose love. I, I choose, choose an love. example of someone else's life. I choose instead of I choose Christ who chose who chose love. You just apply. It's like yes. a, it's like anything. It's like a computer. It's somebody somebody doesn't make a piece of software and then all of a sudden they have to make five billion of those same pieces of software. It's you make one of them and you and make people Take it in. Yes. You, you know? are literally, you're cloning those ones and zeros onto your Definitely. computer in exchange for money. Definitely. And you have the exact same file that that person on their side has. Yes. The file that they have created. So in essence, you uh, you haven't become the creator of anything, but you possess an original copy. Of salvation. Of salvation. Yeah. I mean, No, that it's is, true though, dude. I mean... <sighs> That is what Christ in me would mean. I mean, dude, I the, the hardest thing about even like, I think, uh, churches and stuff, not, yeah. not necessarily like, um, I guess just the idea of a club, like any club, it's that you have to ascribe. Like a, so, like a chicken club? Like a, you know, like, like a, a turkey club sandwich. Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just this idea that you, you know, like if you could talk about anything in some of these places, then you could have an amazing time there. Like a lot of churches, I think, do cultivate really great conversation and people asking a lot of big questions. It's like a book club, you know? It's like people it is. diving deep it into is a book club. like a book club. Um, oh, no. It is. But, um, I mean, ultimately, though... Book club for the soul. The part that I'm always just a little... That gets me going is where it's like, well... That's great. You can go that far down the hole, but then if you're not willing to answer real questions about your own reality, uh, you know, why is there a queen on the planet? Yeah. Why, you know, <laughs> right. why do people right. all of a sudden have all this power? And you think you, your only job is just to go to work, keep your head down and make your rent. And yeah. we talk about this often, dude, but dude, if you can't go down that hole, you're selling me some bullshit. And I don't know how to say other than love. Everything else is just an extension of but some sort of sale. Love the person, not the act. Yes. That is the important part. So you can you can hate the bullshit that people are trying to sell you, but it doesn't mean that the person is trying to it is not lovable. And you can also appreciate it too, because you know, I think being able to recognize things and have some you know, be able to make some discernment, because I'm not saying like you know, Christianity is not real or something. Cause I think people make it very real for themselves. Yes. You know, I think within your own spirit, if you have they, your own experience with it, that is real for you, but they're tapping into the important parts of it and they're, they're reaping mm -hmm. the benefits. Prayer is meditation. For and sure. It's, it's self-reflection itself, you know, those kinds of things. And, and, but they just, they have this added layer of it being wrapped in a nice little bubble of Christian it's been a very well-packaged uh, piece of material that, I mean, that's the thing is like, I, I feel like you, it's best for people to recognize what it is they actually believe and look at all the details of it. And it's, you know, sometimes it makes it easy to walk away from things though. That's the unfortunate side of it. I think that people fear yeah. is if you go down that hole, then you may recognize things that do cause you to change everything that you know about reality. And that, that is scary for people, but the people closest to you stand to lose the most by you doing things that better yourself. Yeah. And so that is where the biggest source of resistance to somebody actually working on themselves. Mm -hmm. But we you shouldn't know, sell where, where you face short, it. though, you know? People shouldn't fear, like, conversations or concepts. Which, ever. you know, my, my again, shout out to my parents. They are, they are people that, you know, at times, I'm sure, would rather just stick their head in the sand like an ostrich. And, and but when, when real conversations need to be had, especially with the kids, they, my parents will... We'll do one little kick and scream, I think, and then they'll they'll just they'll just do it. They'll just bite the bullet and have these conversations. My mom actually keeps she said a few times that I ask her some difficult questions and it yeah. forces her to go and, and and you know, reaffirm the things that she knows and like, you know, kind of steady up, I suppose. Which is kind of cool. It's like I'm sparring with my mom a little bit and and we're both just like Okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna come <laughs> yeah. come back. Let's, let's try this out. Let's try this yeah, out. Yeah. And, and and it's great. I, it's learning, I love these you know? conversations. It's trying to learn, and I feel like that's that's what we do. I think that that is why we podcast. <laughs> that and I that, feel, that 
I mean, we were doing the, you know, what is what is it that we're doing? Like, why are we doing this? Why do we sit here and record ourselves? Yeah. You know, and yeah. ultimately it's that. It's because, you know, as you constantly flush stuff out, like as you let your your thoughts go out and somebody pings them In back a stream, to you. yes. Dude, pe- you people will ping back something that you didn't even realize. Yeah. And that to me is, it's priceless. You can't pay for that anywhere. And that is the whole process of growth. And that's why, I mean, but I that feel- is love. That is true love. If you don't, I mean, if you're not willing to do that with somebody, you have to ask yourself why. And, and if you're, if you're in, in a why? relationship with people, why? <laughs> uh, if you're in a relationship with anybody, anybody that is in your life, other than some sort of casual, you know, drive-by setting, um, not like drive-by shooting, <laughs> um, but it, people in your life like that. I mean, one of my mom's biggest probably criticisms of her shows, her radio shows audience, is that anybody that's giving her feedback is giving her the the friendly, placating type of feedback. And my mom, she's like, I know my show is is not as great as you're saying it is, but I have no way of making it better because I don't know what a, a real audience criticism might be to 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 help it out. And yeah. I realized that that you know crit- criticisms and and well. All criticisms can be constructive. You can find the positive Definitely. construction in them. Yeah. But it's obviously also a lot easier if, you know, somebody's like, hey, man, I'll just tell you that this part of your show is, I understand what you're getting at, but it's, it's kind of not working for me, you know? So, you know, maybe try something. I don't know. I, I just think. Unless you say, all right, all right, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> Here's no, your kidding. $5 back. <laughs> I don't know. No, why. but I mean, but that's that's true. I think ultimately. Dude, we are sharing our thoughts. And if that's if that's a crime on any fucking level, honestly, dude, then middle fingers in river. the air to whatever that even means. Because yeah. ultimately that became something. And wow. now people do that? The middle finger is now offensive? That's so stupid. They're just fingers. I, I, was, <laughs> I was told whenever I first ran across somebody giving the finger uh, that it was it was a bad word to God. That is Whoa. what somebody, it was another, I was in okay. first grade and it's it was a, another first grader that it. said it. I and I was that. like, okay, all right. I like, I just fucking. <laughs> Dude, I remember <laughs> the first time I said the word fuck and it was watching Ferris Bueller and I thought the word was so, I had no idea what it meant and I got wow. busted for it. The I first was, time? I thought it was a hilarious word. The word fuck. It's a funny word. That is a funny word. Fuck. That's why the George Carlin bit on the word fuck is hilarious. Yeah, it's it funny. Is, you know, George Carlin, dude, uh, there are a lot of comedians that I'm running into nowadays that are, I'm so behind the times when it comes to, to stand up comedy. Dude. Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks is Bill great. Hicks is somebody, I watched his documentary this past week. Dude, and, it's good. And gosh. That guy is is amazing. I hope my I hope my brother actually gets a chance to listen to it before I uh, I get a chance to go and hang out with him because I would love to talk to him about just the few things that in the movie Bill Hicks was talking about. It just makes so much sense, Dude. and I'm just so blown he makes fun away. of like he makes fun of society. Like he was doing it way the hell like a long ass time ago, and people were just in this room laughing about this kind of. Um, offensively true material that he was telling well, everybody. This mirror you know? he was showing oh, showing the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And he was just he was what, nineteen or something? Yeah. I mean he started he started at like seventeen or eighteen and and he was I mean, because I he couldn't have been but in his thirties when he died. Yeah, he was pretty young. Yeah, he was he was he was young, I guess cancer is you know supposedly it doesn't, it doesn't wait till you're 70 <laughs> did you i did you know the theory of uh, him potentially being alex jones <laughs> no i uh, you mentioned From this Infowars. i i don't know much about about alex jones other than he's he's very he's very abrasively outspoken he's a texan you know sure as well. yeah 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 um but but he, i'm sure he, i'm sure he's got his his true his finger on the true pulse yeah it's just a theory you know it's like people they're they're that, very that similar Bill Hicks became alex jones yeah, that's that's it's just like the idea that Michael Jackson didn't actually die, you know. 
or Elvis is not really dead. It's just the same thing. I thought thing, about you know? this actually. Kinda... Like I thought, cause I was listening, I'm currently listening to the Carrie Fisher autobiography. Nice. And there was a whole chapter she did on Michael Two Jackson. Two buns and a head. That's yeah, the name well, of the book. It's, it's called Shockaholic. And she opens with talking about her, her time in electroshock therapy. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. Princess Leia. She, she had <laughs> electroshock, you know, treatments. Yeah. Like against her will or No, no, she... no, no. She, she was battling depression and, and oh, drug addiction man. and stuff like that. And so it's something that it's just a treatment that I'm sure she might even still to this day, you know, from time to time need when you feel your, your warning signs of onset of depression, like they can, they it's can probably take Frankenstein for- though, you know, like it's it is, I mean, like it's, it's little it's, pulses you think? Well, but there, I mean, again, she described it in vivid detail. The, the seizures it can give you are bone breaking. Like they, you know, but there's also a, an injection, like a drug they can give you that will literally, it it's, what calms all of those seizures and stuff. Why would you do that? That's so insane. Because, because it does not throw her into a fit of depression. It, it's a it's an aversion therapy, I imagine. I guess I, I wonder you know, why she's depressed. Uh, yeah, I, this, well, again, this book's exploring her life. One chapter was about Michael Jackson, and I thought as I was driving down the street listening to this book, I was like, "What if I just? What if I recognized him just there on the street?" And yeah. I I pull over and I'm like, "Michael." And he turns around and he's like, yes. Hey. And uh, and I just so gave him a ride. Walking. I literally visualized Michael Jackson wearing a baseball cap and like a, a, a track suit sitting in the car with me. And I'm just driving him to, I don't remember where I was going, somewhere in Burbank. Um, uh, Chuck E. Cheese. At Disney Animation Studios. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, just visualized Michael Jackson sitting in the car with me. And and that that is almost as real as... You know, any memory I would have had of Michael Jackson had I ever run into him or something like that, yeah. you know, like, like my friend Walter, you know, having him pass away and me still be able to, in my own head, have a conversation about something that happened to me today and be like, man, if Walter was here, I'd tell him all this. And, you know, he'd probably say this right back. And that is no different than if he had actually said it back to me. Cause I know Walter well enough to know what he would say to me. And those things, it's just a another another puppet on the hand that is my subconscious that knows what it is that I'm supposed to be doing and saying well, it's, anyways. It's weird how we, I think, connect to each other. You know, our souls, our consciousnesses, they all connect conscious to each other. Conscious nigh? Our conscious nigh. <laughs> our conscious nini. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but we do all, we connect. It's like you think of people that you knew growing up, like those friends that moved away back to India. Teddy and Broke Chris. you up. I mean, that's like real shit. Like if you think about it, if you just... If you just literally look at the fact that we are these bodies with these weird molecules that, you know, basically our skin is enclosing all these different organisms that happen to work like a fucking engine. And we literally use our, just whatever our brain has been wired to communicate with, and we connect to each other that way. Everyone's different. It's almost like thinking of people as balls of light. Yeah. It's as simple as it really is, is two balls of light coming together in the universe at any moment, you know, wherever you go. And that's like if one of those balls all of a sudden remembers the other one, one of those people remember another person, you know, it's like, yep. We, uh... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was kind of <laughs> ominous. Sorry. You're no, making a very, you're making yeah, a very yeah. valid point here. I was trying no, to it's just like... That. It's I'm just fucking talking, but it no, but I mean we are we are all we are all radiations and vibrations of one collective energy that has slowed down to create our human forms in this in this kind of experience. (laughs) That was that was my misguided thought. (laughs) That was what that noise was, dude. I bought this omni uh, omni cord. Yes, Um, you did, dude. Well, shout out to Suzuki. So making the Omnicord. And Old Town Music in Portland and Hank at Old Town Music in Portland. Shout out Hank. Dude, this I got this mint Omnicord. It uh, looks it's it's it looks like it's a child's toy. It is a it I mean it, does. it's but it's it's not. This is a legitimate. I mean, you're you're making music with it earlier. Yeah, it's the sound you've been hearing tonight, but it's this beautiful little instrument. Let me give you a little It's a it's from like the when the the 80s and 90s. Like the heyday of electric music. Yeah. 
Yeah, there. I used to have a. A okay. synthesizer, a little little mini synthesizer keyboard that would have all these pre-done beats and yeah. have the, the, the demo, like... Yeah, dude, yes. Oh, dude, that's, I could do the entire thing. Oh, yes, this is, yeah, this kind of stuff. Oh, that's, uh, we should do, like... Come on out tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's our our new hit song. It's a it's a hit song that we're from High Dare. Yeah. No, but dude, I was just in Portland. I bought this freaking fancy ass little uh toy. It's, That's awesome. it's a I've grown never, man's toy. I've never been it, it it is. It's uh it's a, a legitimate musical instrument that just I mean it that would inspire so much creativity, creativity in my brain because of the thoughts that I had of my little synthesizer keyboard. Yeah, dude. You know, so this is this is great. It inspired song. I'm writing a song about dinosaurs tonight. Yeah, so, is it called Jurassic World? No, it's called Jurassic Girl. It's called Chris Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Uh, Chris Splat. I don't even know. I was. He was good in that movie. Shout out, Chris, he was. Chris Pratt. You're invited on to High Dare. Yeah, Always, then awesome. forever. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I went to Portland and uh, working on EP three, brah. So we Dude, got this uh, is this is number three of the year. Number three of the year. Holy cow, man! You're yeah. like hemorrhaging creativity over here. Well, I'm just a part of some fun projects with some badass people. So that's awesome. Yeah. I've 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 also been a part of some fun projects with some badass people Hell yeah, in the past yeah. couple of months. So you been, know we're. I've been seeing your work, Ian. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What around town is uh, going to be the next big thing? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. I, I think I think Elf Tree, in, in and of its entity self, is going to be one of the next big things. Yeah. Dude, how trippy would it be if, like... And again, I, I, think, uh, I think awards are ridiculously goofy. Awards? But how funny would it be to one day just be like, whoa, we're, like, walking up on a stage to, like, win something? Because we, like created a fucking show or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, exactly. And people dug it enough, you know? Exactly. I mean, that's I what I that's what I plan to do with the atrium, dude. Like, get that revamped, get that re- restarted. I actually have a fan fiction uh, uh, book idea to talk to you about Ooh. off the air uh, that, that we might we might work on. You don't want to do it on the air because then that would mean people could steal the key idea. Copyright. Copyright. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that, that's worth i i plan to kind of develop it a little bit when i'm in dallas nice uh with my brother heck yeah you 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 know what i'm talking about simon oh yeah simon. shout out shaman uh <laughs> shout out ben he's a shaman he's a he is a shaman he is um i mean geez dude we we made this list of conversation topics and you as a joke when we wrote this list down you were like watch we're never going to talk about a single one of these things <laughs> and we almost didn't you, we didn't. You, you, we, we did hit the reset, and we did hit Portland. But yeah, we. Uh, I mean, dude, you. Uh, oh, <laughs> we don't. Know, I don't want to shout out Troy. I wanted to shout out Troy for in Portland uh, for housing Steve Solomon and I. Yeah. He. Uh, we did some music in his home studio. Uh, okay, right. right so this is EP three. So you've got what's EP two? EP two is EP two is, is Lost at Sea. Lost at Sea. Okay, yeah. right. You're working that's on with this James, with James Gabby, Gabby, and that'll yeah. be out probably in the fall or winter. And then this 30P the will probably flinter. come out. The Flinter. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you could re- release it. Let, let's, let's, let's try and hit like Thanksgiving. That's like right there. It could. In it could. The, you know, you could. I just want to give enough love to the other projects. It's hard to like put yeah. stuff out and then shift your focus. So I'm trying to like cultivate one and give, you know. Well, that's, that's, that's all part of the evolution of the Elf Tree that's coming up. It's part of uh, the evolution of trying to learn how to freaking run your own musical career. It's very weird. Or the or the, the movie evolution with David that's Duchovny. True. And uh, David Duchovny, we love you because of the X-Files and uh, we think Scully is amazing and you guys are back and better than ever. Better than ever. <laughs> The aliens are still out there. They apparently. are. <laughs> the truth is still out there. Are they We're with use you. The same song, dude. Dude, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I imagine they will. Wonder if it'll be like a I think updated we already talked version. About that actually. Did we? Yeah, I think we did on. Um, it was probably on Earthship Radio. Oh, see, dude. Yeah. Sometimes we we 
partake we of the double ganja. Dip. We double dip. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I think that's the beauty of like right. I, this is shooting this the shit is on one of my stuff. first my first experiences back on uh, with with Miss 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 Jane. Miss 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 Yeah, exactly. With Miss Jane. Oh yes, um, dude, you're you're officially off the old uh, off the reset. detox train, dude. I feel great. I will say, I I I was I, you know what I, I was going away myself this morning, and I just I totally got caught up in what I was yeah. doing. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't first day off, but I'll, I'll weigh my. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, I weighed myself two days before the end, and I had lost twenty pounds. Damn. Yeah, dude. I, which was wholly unexpected. I well, was like, you there's look no skinny. way. Thanks. I mean, uh, my my shirt. I'm back in the. I'm back in that zone of. I can't still. I can't wear mediums yet. But I the the large looks like it's too big, dude. So you've lost a lot of weight. You've lost twenty fucking pounds. I have. I have. That's an amazing. And I feel good. I feel good. Like my body. My. I was talking to my mom earlier today because I went over to to Wee Spa, and just I I kind of relaxed. It's a tiny little spa. It is. It's a little Wee Spa. Little Irish spa <laughs> hops around <laughs> with Irish spring soap, <laughs> um, uh, so you can get zestfully clean. You can get zestfully <laughs> clean with your lucky charms. <laughs> um, I was talking to her, and she said, "She said, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> with your lucky charms, <laughs> with your lucky okay. charms. Um, she she said that when she had first got back down to Florida, she was taking the dogs on. She, my mom likes to walk. My mom's like, I don't know, she's a freak of nature. She's like a mall walker? She likes to fucking, no, she's not a mall walker, but she, <laughs> she likes to take walks. She'll take a half hour, 45 minute, almost, you know, walk cool. around. You know, and she does this. That's how she gets a lot of her exercise. She does that and does yoga, and she likes to read. I don't know. Dude, that's great you know. exercise. Yeah, she, she's, <laughs> she's one of a kind. But she was saying that, you know, she would, get, she would really sweat and stuff, you know. And after, after two months of, of doing these walks, she realized that her sweat would get less salty every single time she would do it. She said, mm-hmm. so I wonder, now that you have no toxins in your body, whether your oh, sweat yeah. tastes like anything. And so I, I'll say that when I was in one of the rooms, I was like, <laughs> I did. I just, I, I, I did. I licked my arm because I'm like, it's, it's, it's sweaty. It's, yeah. it's just liquid coming out of me. I don't care. And plus, it's that's what you're stewing is you're sweating. And it, no, nothing. No, this old lady's no like staring at you in there. She's just like, what the hell? Yeah, right. Yeah, she but, like in, does a but slow she, crawl she was, out of the room. She was thinking it in Korean, <laughs> you know, because she she was Korean. She's Most slowly crawling over people trying to get out of the Himalayan. Get me room. out of here! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but nothing. So, like, I had no toxins or anything in my body. My body must efficiently be using all the oh, minerals definitely, that it's, dude. It's getting your skin looks fucking top notch. Dude, you man, said for real. this, and Stacy said this, and and I was like, geez, that's like. Those are two. It's a random comment that I never expected to see, uh, but I suppose you're right. I mean, it could also be due to the fact that I, over this past three weeks, I've made a point to you know lay out kind of midday. I'll lay out in the sun a little bit, get some sun, nice. get yeah, some. Yeah. I'm sure vitamin D had a lot to. Dude, are you gonna start pulling down a fucking all this. badass tan? I might. I don't know. I mean, as I live in California. I really don't have any excuse. Dude, Ian, I work from home all day. Could you please get like Hawaiian dark? <laughs> Please do. I don't dude. know that I've ever done that in my life. That bro. would be badass. Yeah, I mean, dude. I could, I could give it a West shot. Coast. I could give it a shot. I need to. I get myself a, a G string. Buy <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a G string. I mean, like cop, oh, so you get copper. The whole t- I'm gonna copper tone myself. You know, with the you don't with want that the, tidy whitey lines. No, no, no. I don't, I don't want that. You know, I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be like competition ready, bro. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed that if I just lay on my front and back, depending on where the sun is in the sky, my sides are would still be pretty definitely. Pretty yeah. So I do have to kind of find a pattern and move around, but it's it's again it goes back to to with the reset. I never thought that I was going to have enough time to make these meals, especially the first couple of days. Dude, it's so awesome to be on the other side of this. I'll just say, um, screw you, man. No, I mean, I, I'm about to jump in. Thank you for I'm making nervous. me do this by myself. I mean, you were gone <laughs> most of the three weeks. So as my coach, zero on your score of of, uh, of you know what dude? interactivity. No, no, no. I believed in you. I you knew did. when you. you did. I knew From the second, far. dude. I like the From, second you bought this thing. I knew you were going to do this. Yeah, because you dedicate to shit. I knew. I knew. I and was. So going to I do never. This well. You know, had I felt like okay, dude, if I'm not doing this with you, yeah. You're not going to do it. I never even thought for a second you would quit or give up or nah. fuck up. And even if you did, it doesn't even matter. Um, did you? 
No, no, I mean, <laughs> no. I well, I mean, the only the only mistake I made was uh, bag of chips on a Friday night. No, no, it was it was with the supplements. I miscounted my supplements one uh, like oh, for two or three okay. days there at the very beginning, and I I got back on balance. He was trying to OD on the old. I was. I tried reset. to. I, just, I took <laughs> took too many optimized pills. <laughs> Um, I was too optimized. I've turned into Optimus Prime. I was optimized Prime. Optimized Prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, dude, it was it was crazy because I just it was one day at a time, and I'll say halfway through, I thought, man, I still have a week and a half of this. This is just this was back when this was when the microgreen salads were just giving me hell. Cucumbers. Like, I hated it. And I mean, dude, you almost vomited just now. I did. Like, I did. Break. Cucumber um, pizza. I'd chew it back. Don't worry. <laughs> like in Wayne's world. Exactly. Um, <laughs> chew it back, man. Chew yeah, it back. That's just such a gross visual, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, I can appreciate salads. I probably, you know, I'm not going to lean very heavy on the cucumber. You'll never but eat a salad I, again. <laughs> I do. No, I mean, I will. I just, you know, I'll have different kinds of dressing and, and like, just kind of know how to, how to, balance my diet essentially yeah. you know having having to look into how much protein it is that i need every day and and everything it's it's prompted me to download some apps and just kind of check them out and see what kind of what kind of things i can do to at least be active in my own body's chemistry and what yeah. i'm putting in it you know to kind of to kind of to, to try and maintain some semblance of of balance yes you so know. four things that i can think of is you got healthier skin i do you lost 20 pounds i did you have a new appreciation for tempeh. I loved some tempeh, dude. Yeah, and you've just basically dope. learned how to cook a little bit. I have. Well, it, it's, it's, you know, for me, it's less than knowing how to cook because I know how to cook. I can definitely follow a recipe and I know what flavors go really well together. But I tried so many new things on this, on this reset. You know, I'd never eaten fennel before. I'd never. Um, basically a root. Yeah, I mean, but it tastes like black licorice. It's, so good. It was good. It was really, really good. Never had you have to cook it right. Before. You have to cook it right. You black do. licorice sounds gross. But it does. It does. There's but, a way you, you know make Himalayan it. salt with some olive oil and maybe mm-hmm. some a little bit of liquid aminos, um, and then roasted for like 45 minutes. Yeah, you just you chop that, with that a side shit of up. potatoes or something. Yeah. Oh. Well, it was um, it was lemon pepper kale. Oh, was the side. <sighs> it was lemon pepper kale and the beets. Actually, was the yeah. were the two the two sides. It's the beets that actually help. Like if you mix it all together and just it take does. bites of everything. Beets mm. inside the microgreen salad were really good. Oh gosh, beets I would on do everything. the warm though. The 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 recipe called them for you know called for them to be cold. You're supposed to like chill them for two hours or something like that. Yeah, afterwards. I put them in a bowl. I I I opted not to do that because I knew that it was going to change the flavor, and I was really mouth watering for that kind of warm roasted beet flavor. So I I did it my way. So Beachbody, if you're listening, uh, Ian has <laughs> a adjustment. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that <laughs> was uh, this is honestly the uh, the, mo- the most difficult cu- difficult culinary thing I've ever had to do. Yeah. You know, not even going and looking up how to cook something like this. It's just like I have my meals planned out for me for the next 21 days, and I will not stray from them. And I didn't. I didn't stray from anything. And you said you were spending about like 12 bucks a day on food. Yeah, I mean, I would go to the grocery store. That would be my morning walk, you know, 10 minutes up, 10 minutes back, you know. and But I would do other things throughout the day. But this was like first thing in the morning, I'd take my supplements, go to the store, took me like... 12 minutes to go pick out what I needed and come back. I would have enough time to like chop the fruit and make my breakfast and everything like that before my little timer went off, which shout out Shelby cook fragile faith song. That was my, my timer, uh, my timer song every single week or every single day, you know, three times a day, four times a day. Heck yeah. Um, but just keeping on that kind of a pattern, keeping on that kind of a schedule has, has really offered me, uh, an appreciation for the way I I structure my day, and and I know that I can do everything that I need to do in a given day because I've proven it to myself that I've I've done it, and it all came from having one element of my day that was that was very strictly structured. Yeah, and I can continue that. You know, I know that I need to eat every two to three hours and and have that amount of time in between. So it kind of gives me blocks in which to do a bunch of work. And then I spend the next 30, 40 minutes making the next meal. And then I have the next meal. And that's like my lunch hour. And, you know, so those... New appreciation for the the life that I will be living for the next... For the, the, the back half of 2015. Yeah, dude. I mean, 
you should be very proud, and I'm about to jump into it. So hopefully, I have as good an experience as you. Well, I'm I'm definitely leaving you for two weeks. Yes, <laughs> right in the beginning yeah. phases of yours. But yeah, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a uh, archived episode next week. Yes, yes. You you're might on you vacation. might try and yeah. I would I might challenge you to see if you want to do a, a an individual Earthship radio about just about like maybe midway through. Let's let's hear how you're doing on your reset, and then definitely. I'll, I'll definitely ask you when I get back, and we'll we'll, we'll yeah. catch up catch up with it's you. It's gonna be good. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Because you've done it before. Going into it, yes, you've yes. definitely done it before. So you you know what the meals are. Plus, you don't eat meat anyway, so it's not as big of an adjustment. You've eaten everything, I'm sure, with much more regularity. The hardest than I do. thing for me is gonna be on the fucking schedule because I am on zero schedule. I don't look at the clock. Most of shame. You, I mean, so. that's the only way I could have done this. Had I was it uh, was if Siri was, I just say, set the timer for thirty minutes. Set the timer for two hours. Thirty minutes and two hours. Those were the pretty much the only times my my timer was set the entire yeah. the entire three weeks. That's good. You know, I'll have and I mean, to do the same thing. It's you know, you just you make sure that you have an alarm sound that's that is just gonna. And when you hear it, you take your pills. You do your you know, you make your food. You know, for me, it was all about looking ahead. This you know, be my the alarm next day. sound. Nice. I hope okay, so. That's the last one. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, it was it was an amazing experience. Okay. I I would I would encourage anybody who's thinking of doing some kind of cleanse. I mean, these juice cleanses, I'm sure, are uh, you know they're all the rage, and I'm sure they do some something. You know, I don't know much about them, but from what I hear, they they can be very harsh on your body. They are. They you're getting rid of um, well. You're getting rid of the harshness that you put on your body over years of just growing up and breathing and living in this world we live in, you know? Yeah. So I think that's the benefit is these things come from the ground. They're part of nature and somebody packaged them together the in this amazing one, yeah. little, you know, thing that you can follow and you can eat really great healthy foods and you can absolutely change your health. And that's... It, it eases you in and eases you back out. I mean, Definitely. you know, I've, I spent today eating quote unquote normal food. Um, and I'm fine. I feel great. My body is still is, is as regular as it was, you know, and, and it's, I, I, I taught myself some really great habits. I Definitely. Will, I will say. And you're not vomiting right now. So I'm that's not a good vomiting sign. right now. Right now. But you're purple. And, uh, no. <laughs> I'm holding it. I'm holding it. <laughs> um, dude, your album comes out on Tuesday. Dude, it No, is your out. album came out yesterday. Dude, <laughs> your album just came out, bro. It did. How did it do? Dude, it's, uh, no, uh, we're we're recording this it is, early. It is up on iTunes. Yeah, and uh, Interstellar Hearts by Waker Sleeping. I don't know why I have to say that. I guess it's, it's okay. First time listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there. This is somebody's first episode. It's pop music. If you like pop, or you have a soft spot for, um, you know, but it's love not. Songs. It's 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 not. It is pop music, but it's not just pop music. Joe, you don't sing about. You know, oh girl, you took my car. I'm gonna shower <laughs> you with money, and dude, you. I mean, you talk about some enlightened stuff. So it's it's in love anthems pop. to, uh, I think the life experience of like relationships and with double meanings. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, I mean, they 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 go deeper than your typical pop song. It's like when you go stare at a painting, you know. You have your opinion of it, and the artists have their opinion of it. You know, so go check out uh, if you're interested in uh, in hearing the music before you buy the album. Uh, go check out episode 14 of Earthship Radio. Oh heck yeah! On the Elf Tree Podcast yes, Network, Stephen Solomon and Jake Newton joined me from Sleeping Wolf, and we talked about the whole thing and, and played the whole album exactly. Yeah, so yeah, it's a you, fun one. You should you should go check that out. Yeah, I probably sucked at describing my music. But oh my god, okay. Joe. <laughs> If you think Joe doesn't suck in, in anything that he gives and that he's just being real and being himself, then uh, hit no. us up on Twitter. Tell Joe what an idiot he is. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> um, dude, everybody, thank you for joining us this week. Yeah. It was a, this was a, this was a, this Ian, was a blast. Again, we did not talk about anything. Movement. Dude, thank you. I, I'm going to Dallas next week, so that is why we're running a, an archived episode. I'm yep. going to go join everybody at Podcast Movement. And you're going to be doing some podcasts down there while you're... I am. I'm going to so. do do some recording with some Texas people. Uh, we'll have a, a couple of special guests. I don't know what, what show they'll be on. It'll probably be Earthship Radio. Um, yeah. We'll have a, a couple of those in the can. Oh, yeah. And yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll come back. It's, it's, it's a working holiday. It's a yep. working vacation. Dude, that's how all the... 
travels I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. It, it gives you an excuse to to see people and, and catch up with people and then still stay in the groove of what it is that you're doing. Because mm-hmm. I'll say that one of the toughest parts was coming back from uh, from Dallas in December when I was there for Christmas yeah. and having to get back into Elf Tree Podcast Network stuff, which we kind of let let slide a little bit during Christmas. But you're going, you know, you're going down with a different intent too, because you're actually going to a full-on <laughs> podcasting event. Yes, it is. That's that's so. the the whole initial purpose of me going to Dallas is to to see the the fine people at Podcast Movement. Dude, that's gonna be a blast, man. I'm yeah. really really jealous. Yeah, and I will go next year. We're going to the freaking. Uh, We're going to L.A. Podfest. L.A. Podfest. Yeah. So. so if anybody who's a fan who's in the L.A. area, come and uh, see us at L.A. Podfest yeah. in September. We'll be there walking around with sandwich boards. Yes, that. we will. But but they'll have sandwiches on them. <laughs> it will just be sandwiches. Come and grab a sandwich. baggies. <laughs> yeah, a staple to it. Right. You can just come peel one off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So but yeah. Uh, for this week on High Dare, I'm Ian. And I'm Joe, and uh, we gotta go. Follow us on Twitter at Hydare Pod. Get your ass online because uh, Hydare.com misses you.